0: Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire verse. What's up guys? Hi. Welcome back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 165, A Hero's Journey. Um... Which is the documentary that they made for the TV series. Yeah. We don't have a whole lot to say about this, other than the fact that this entire documentary was the cutest thing I've ever fucking seen. Oh my goodness, so heartwarming. So ridiculously cute. Yeah. And then, but, like, before we even get into any of that, there is some news. Oh my gosh, what's the news? What's the news? What's the news? What is the news, Jo? What is the news? We got renewed for season two! Heck yeah! Fuck Hell yes, 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 yes! Thank oh, God, honestly. Just like that, Walker said he that he was just he said in the interview. We weren't sure if he was supposed to be taking other roles and moving on with their careers or waiting for a renewal. And now they've got a renewal, so don't do anything else with your career just yet, Walker. Just chillax and be Percy for forever. Yeah, Percy forever. It's funny because like obviously it's been like months and months for them of mm-hmm. waiting to hear, but for us it was like. I think of less than a week. <laughs> yeah. We were like, yes! yeah, it was either less than a week or it was just over a week. Something and like then it got renewed. And so, I mean, it's the longest week in existence. Honestly. Because we were there stressing that we would n- never see him again. Think uh, well, yeah. never see him as Percy again. You know? yeah. No, we'll just yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 And I think in that time as well, he had a birthday. No! Stop growing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely, like, yeah. Everything kind of came at, like, a bad time. And by everything, I mean... Yeah, anyways, so... No, what do you mean by everything? Like, hopefully, season three gets greenlit while they're filming season two, so that they can just... Go straight into season three and then just edit them as season three is being filmed. You yeah, know? they can power through. Yeah, before they get, get a little, get little bit of hustle be. in there. So we Come were on. saying, I was saying this like the other day because we've been watching the Narnia movies because every time we finished an episode of the Percy Show, we'd be recommended to watch Narnia. <laughs> and obviously, Narnia is fucking fantastic. It's amazing. So, like you know, and one of the things that I just like was the only thing I could focus on while we were watching Narnia is just like the Brits do fantasy so well. Yeah, they just do like, fantasy so well. Look at Harry Potter. Look at Game of Thrones. Look at Narnia, like Lord of the Rings. Lord of like, the Rings. Honestly, they just the scenery, the <laughs> costumes. Well, I mean, Lord of the Rings was filmed in New Zealand, but still, just the dedication to the craft. It was, it was like, like whoa! Like they just do it so well. And in terms of like the way that they film fantasy stuff and like the the way that they go about it. Obviously, it's different with Percy because they had the whole like big new stage, and it's the, the newest and most advanced in, like, lighting and filming and visual effects technology and whatever else. Yeah. I was like, that's all well and good, but if it's too much CGI, you've got to rely on your physical locations a little bit more to make it look, mm. like, that good. And just watching Narnia, I was like, especially watching Prince Caspian, that was filmed in 2008. Yes. It's That was fantastic. filmed in 2008. And it looks so good! It's amazing. It looks so good still, For and what like the CGI had, holds up yeah. still. Especially when they have things like centaurs and they have things like minotaurs. Yeah. and it's just like the way that they film they, them. Literally, Aslan started. was a full lion. A yeah, <laughs> animated lion. It was funny too because we watched like the behind the scenes of um of how they did Narnia and watching the way that they did the cent- the Cedars. Uh, um, they had like, all of the actors, they had them in either motion capture legs, or they had them on little, like, those foot springy things yeah that are like a pogo stick for each foot and i was like that is so good to get them to have the bounce and i was like what a way to go around it without fucking up someone's walk for the rest of their life Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like watching watching Ariane walk now i'm like oh boy i'm like oh, muscle memories kicked in a little <laughs> <laughs> honestly he's gonna have to go to like one to of unlearn. those he's gonna have to go to like a supermodel training camp just to w- learn how to re-walk again Love him to bits. Love him to bits. It's so funny. He's going to be a, stuck, stuck in, in that role step, for the next you know? ten years, though. Oh, that's so, so true. That's you so know, true. He's got to keep, keep in practice. Exactly. Keep Yes. But yeah, I was just, <laughs> just like, you know, that's all I can think of while we are watching it. I was like, the Brits do it so well. Not yeah. to say that Americans don't also do it well, no. because they no. have all of this stuff that's like going for them, and like watching the way that they've filmed everything, especially with the volume stage that they have, and the way that the background... Picture that they're filming against follows the direction of the camera. That's really disconcerting, and my brain you would have been like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was like, if I was there, be crazy." Um, but yeah, so yeah. Well, I saw this TikTok that was like viewers are being snubbed when it comes to watching TV shows and things like that because they were like, it was a comparison again of media content that came out years ago. So, like you know, t- up to twenty years ago, where you. Have one season that come out, would come out, and then you'd only have to wait 9 to 12 months. And the seasons mm. would be thirty-two, th- up to 32 episodes, each episode going for at least half an hour to an hour each time. And yeah, you would get a new full season every 9 to 12 months. And it was like, now here we are, waiting nearly... Well, you said he was, Walker was cast when he was 11. He was 11 or 12. He was 11 or 12, and we didn't actually get the content until he's now, I think 17, was what you said? Or 16 or 17? Yeah, how old's Walker? Walker's 15. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, until he was 15. So it was three years, at the very least, that we waited for eight episodes, and none of them were over an hour long. And so... I mean, but this is what I said in our last episode, too, though. It seems like a long time since, like, when everybody when the show got announced and then when everyone got cast and then now it coming out. And mm. such a long time because Rick wanted to be so open about the process. And mm. so, like, that's how long it takes with all of that. But then I think the time in between seasons now, it's hard because of the post-production time. The post-production time is now taking longer because of all the CGI, and because of the visual effects, yeah. and because of all of the whatever. Plus the fact that there was a writer strike in to say the that, where they couldn't work on projects because they were physically striking the company. You know, it's it's hard. Um, yeah, like, the rights have changed a lot. So like, the labour rights yeah. for everybody. And, you know... Which is good. Yeah, but, which is good, but it does make me go... Hurry. Oh, of Yeah, it does. it's... I mean, but that was their thing when they were like, you know, our struggle with casting kids is like we want to be because Rick said it in this, um, in this documentary. Oh, he was yeah. like, it was very important to us that live action was the way that we went because it it opens up a different level of storytelling, which I think is true in some cases, but also not because like you look at films that are animated that have an amazing arc, such as How to Train Your Dragon, ah! like. In Kung Fu Panda, right? You know, Shrek, like, all Our, amazing. I'm models. sorry, Walker is a big fan of all of those. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, you can still have Walker because you can still have him voice acting, but it's obviously is it's like not a the same experience, and it's not the same whatever else. And there's also no telling that that would come out any quicker than no. what they have as live action. So you'd have a bit more control over it, but yeah, as in like because they yeah. can't age them any. That exactly, yeah. but it's also like. They're real people, you, know, you can't really judge them. There's the more condo. money in live action, though, I'm pretty... That's what they think, yeah. That's what Hollywood thinks, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. I disagree, look at the Shrek's That's why they're making a live action of um, How to Train Your Dragon. Stop doing that! God, I have seen things for that, and I'm like, no, don't run, my favourite thing! Stop it! I'm what too if it's nervous. Really good, though? Pardon? What if it's really good, though? I'm just too nervous. I'm like, it's so... It was my water bottle, I touched it with my foot. I was <laughs> like, it's so risky and i'm like don't risk my favorite thing i'm so nervous anyway but yeah so like everything is happening although i did see sorry just for how jj live action one of the cast members i think he's playing snot loud which makes (laughs) sense it's the you know the kiwi kid that was in deadpool 2 yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be in it. You're joking. you <laughs> not, no, he was oh cast in And so my For You page has been flooded with that movie. The, one, the guy from The Hunt for the Wilder People or whatever. It yeah, was. yeah, so it's my <laughs> For You page has right. been flooded with the clips from that movie where he's like, it says here you're cork Asian. Well, that's obviously wrong because you're clearly white. <laughs> I was like, yes, that is not that energy. That's very funny to <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I won't see to be so bad. Anywho, I was just like... <laughs> it's also got... You know the hairdresser from Wild Child? Yes. Yeah, him. He's a bubba, I know. Yeah. You're so bad. I love that you know him as the hairdresser from Wild Child. My brain was like, yeah, the dad from Fighting With My Family. Oh. Lol. <laughs> yeah, I know him was the hairdresser from Wild Child. <laughs> <laughs> it's dry. And dead. dead. Yeah. It's okay. smelly. Well, before we go on to anything else, yes. First of all, the first thing that I have to say, yes. is um, there was a little cameo in the documentary. Was it? Right? Yes, at the very beginning, our king Robert. Robert appeared. Oh yes! <laughs> that took you way too long. I was like, did you forget about well, Robert? Well, when you said Robert, my brain thought of Rick, and I was like, his name's <laughs> not Rick. <laughs> I, was like, R- <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like. Wasn't his name Rick? Like it confused me. I was like Yes <laughs> Robert Ryolden. <laughs> 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 I was like, was just sitting there going hang on. <laughs> a, little, a little picture of Rick Ryolden but wearing Robert's like iconic uh Pokemon Pikachu, Pikachu. <laughs> <years>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just because you were like a cameo at the start, I was like, yes, because the, the doctor starts off with Rick doing a o- voiceover, so yeah. I was like... Rick, the voiceover is a picture of Robert. I she know, was, I was thinking a voiceover Rick going, is this from Robert? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> 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 Stephen Ray. And Robert, you need to tell us. <laughs> Do people call you Rick? <laughs> Amy here though. Yes. Oh my god. Robert, we saw that. Oh my god, we both screamed as soon as we saw, we saw them. We were like, "Oh my god, ah, Robert!" Because I was it's like, "You just because all the footage at the beginning part was like at Comic Con or something." Mm. It, I think in well, obviously in New York and in, in America, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and it was just like little bits, little bits of whatever. And I had seen something about it because obviously we watched it after it came out. Like we didn't watch it right on the dot no um because we were a bit late to the finale but that's fine um we were busy and so i'd already seen like a little i had been avoiding the discord group chat that i made with all of the other percy podcasters, but i had seen a notification that was like watch out for the cameo in the in the documentary and i was like what the fuck could that be and then the second that i saw robert i was like oh because we made it Ah, yeah bit cute bit cute love that for them love that Adorable. yeah so, so then the next thing mind. that I wanted to read out was a letter from Robert Royorden so in the this <laughs> gonna make me cry <laughs> Good. it's like six pages so in oh, the oh lord in the um special edition of the lighting things that's just come out like the the hard cover blue with the gold foiling oh yeah it's like a it's like a re-release for the show yeah in the back of it there's a whole letter from Rick to the fans Aww, yeah I'm gonna cry about the show Yes. Right, because okay. that's the whole reason for yes. the book. Okay. So I'm going to read it. It could take a little hot second, so just bear with me. Hang on. But when I read it, I Sorry. was like, just thinking. Do you think in the future, if, when he writes more books that feature Annabeth and Percy and Grover, he's going to model them more after the live action version? He's already done that, right? That's what Charles. I mean, with. explaining them wise though, because clearly, like, obviously, they're not. Appearance-wise, book accurate. So is he going to start switching it up, or do you think it's going to still continue uh, to like Percy no, I, has I, dark I hair and green eyes, visually the same as what it has been in the books? Okay, cool. Because there would be people who don't watch the show, yeah. Who then go, why did he dye his hair? <laughs> like <laughs> he's blonde now with watercolored eyes. What? And it's a bit hard to ch- a bit hard to explain the whole. Adam F going from white to black. Grover says the same though, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. Or, oh, no, actually, he was a ginger. <laughs> oh, my God, he was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, so, like, it's been hard to explain the Adameth one without it looking <laughs> super racist. <laughs> you know? Just, like, casually doing Black for the rest of eternity. But, that. no. He wouldn't... Well, you think he would maybe rewrite the books? As in, like, re-edit them and re No, no, them? he doesn't need to. Because no? he, like... It, it doesn't matter what they look like. They're still the same character. No, I know. And so, like... Just see, he could make 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 so much money (laughs) though if he did that though. If he released it with just those tiny details, change it'd be like, and now everyone's gonna buy these copies See, but that would depend on who has the, you know, (laughs) who's got the time. (laughs) Well, that. (laughs) I was gonna say who has the master like document to like edit it. You know, yeah. No, somebody just goes through and retypes everything. (laughs) (laughs) It would be someone out there who's done that. Some hardcore fan. Yeah. (laughs) They'll be like, I've got to save PDF, done. (laughs) The didn't Kate's version by Rick Ryan? Uh, No, well, it wouldn't be my version, that was me saying, as me as the fan typing it, but if Rick did it, (laughs) Rick's version by Rick Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) No, it would be like, Rick, 2023 version by Rick Ryan. What's it called when, like, um... Oh, like... <laughs> upgrades, <version>. people! Upgrades! <laughs> no, it's it's called, like, an abridged version when someone else, you know, does the next iteration of it. I saw this thing, um, about... Oh my god, my favourite movie. Marriage. Oh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yeah. It's based on a book. Yeah. The what? Book, <laughs> yeah, the book itself is The Princess Bride by such and such and it says the abridged version by by such and such and it's a joke because the author invented their own author for the book so it's technically written by two people but those two people are the same person Yeah, and so it's so that they could just skip to all the good bits in the book without having to write the filler bits and so then for the filler bits they would just do the fourth wall break shit the author being like and then some bunch of shit happened and I don't really care about it so let's move on to the cool bit and then went into the quote-unquote author of the book telling the story right and there were these (laughs) kids that walked into a bookstore and were like can we have the unabridged version like the original original version and didn't understand when the bookstore owner was like no you don't understand like there's that's the book it's a joke yes it's a narrative like form there's not an unabridged version that's the only version and they were like, no, you don't understand literary, like, words. <laughs> these kids were like, there is a version out there that you are hiding from us, and we can't find it. And it's like, yeah, you can't find it because it doesn't exist. <laughs> so I'm just imagining Rick doing an abridged version. <laughs> Percy Jackson. Okay, so this is the letter. Let me limber up my mouth. <laughs> okay, okay, okay so, anyway. called cool. The Hero's Journey Into Film. He says, as I write this, I'm sitting on set during the last days of filming for Percy Jackson and the Olympians Season 1. I'm watching Sally Jackson talk with Percy in Percy's room on the Upper East Side, which is actually a constructed set on a stage in Vancouver, uh, (laughs) debriefing after the many adventures Percy has gone through to retrieve Zeus's lightning bolt. It's surreal for me on so many levels, but it also seems the perfect time to look back on my own adventures in bringing the world of Percy Jackson to life. Exactly 20 years ago, my older son, Hayley... Was struggling in elementary school. He'd just been diagnosed with dyslexia and attention deficit disorder, and he felt lost and helpless, unable to succeed with his assignments, unable to get anything out of his classes. He did like the second grade's unit on Greek mythology, however. So I tried to tap into that interest. However, I'm reading the wrong sentence. Being a long time reader, of, being a long time teacher, of and fan. Of Greek mythology myself, I told him bedtime stories about the gods, heroes, and monsters. He ate up those stories. When I ran out of myths to tell him, I made up a new one about a modern boy named Percy Jackson who discovers that his ADHD and dyslexia are signs he might be very special indeed. He might be a demigod. My son encouraged me to write down the story. My middle school students agreed to beta read the novel for me. It became The Lightning Thief, and we were off to the chariot races. All stuff we already know. Big hearts. We love. I still have goosebumps though. All tears. We love. Every time. Fast forward two decades, Haley, now decades. an adult, has successfully completed a master's degree in higher education with a focus on learning differences. Oh God, he like works God. in a university accessibility office because he wants to help other demigods, I mean students, get the accommodations that they need. He loves his work. He grew up with Percy Jackson and became a hi- yeah, and became a hero in his own right, in my completely impartial opinion. We love this. As for me, I became a full-time writer. I have now, I've now been retired from teaching for longer than I was a classroom teacher. The Percy Jackson books have been read by millions of people over several generations in over forty languages around the world, and I served as an executive producer along with my wife Becky on the first season of Percy Jackson, the TV series. All of this, they were like saying in the show and they in the documentary, and they went into it a little bit, and they were like. It's, they you know, didn't talk it's, about Haley though. No, no, no. They, well, he, they, he did. He was like, "This was originally for my son," as hardcore fans know. <laughs> <I'm> crying. <laughs> I know. And then oh. he was like, saying all of this stuff about, you know, how there's been a, a long, long-awaited, like a, a very dedicated <laughs> fan base dying been, for it, like perpetually building up to a moment where they could have a, you know. A, well they said an accurate representation <laughs> of the books because Rick refuses to acknowledge the chaotic movies but <laughs> he loved them anyway <laughs> yeah you you still get royalties from them though? Uh, oh I don't know You <laughs> <laughs> should <Sure>, they're fantastic <laughs> they're amazing yeah then he says these are things I could never have dreamed of all those years ago the journey to making the show has been unexpected rewarding and at times perilous much like a hero's quest <laughs> it started in 2019 14 years after the lightning piece was published, where 20th Century Fox, which is now 20th Century Television, was acquired by Disney, who was also the owner of my longtime publisher. Fox Fox had held the dramatic rights since 2003, and I saw an opportunity to revisit the Percy Jackson franchise under new management. Yes. It was a hard decision. There were a lot of other things I'd wanted to do instead, such as go back to school and get a PhD, travel the world, and just chill at home with my family and pets after years of a grueling publication schedule. Let's not forget this man has put out a book pretty much every year yeah. since the lightning Feed. Sometimes more than one. Yeah. He's been busy. Yeah. It <laughs> says- There's a reason that they don't all correlate sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Becky and I decided to engage with Hollywood to try, and, to try to create an adaptation we could be proud of and, more important, give the fans what they want. Becky and I signed an agreement to develop the show as executive producers, which gave us a level of input and control we never could have had before. We found showrunners who were excited about adapting the series. We found the right studio in 20th Television. We had the good fortune to start our process at the same time Disney Plus was coming online, so we had the perfect place to air the show. I was very clear about a number of things. Our actors had to reflect the ages of the characters in the books. Such a big part of the Percy Jackson story is The Great Prophecy, which takes Percy from age 12 to age 16. Also, a coming-of-age story works wonderfully with middle school-aged characters. With older teens or young adults, it makes no sense. Slight dig of the movie there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was also insistent that the new Percy Jackson be a television series, not a feature film, so we'd have more screen time to tell the story with all its major scenes and themes intact. Plus some more, which we saw. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I wanted it to be live action. I wanted the chance to see Percy Jackson cast with age appropriate actors for a new generation of readers and viewers. To my great surprise, by early twenty twenty it looked like we might be able to make Percy Jackson work. Then COVID hit. But we forged ahead anyway, working via video conference to sketch out our first season online outline and our pilot episode, which I co wrote with our showrunner, John Steinberg. You might think the writing would be easy since we already had the whole story written in the book. You would be wrong. I didn't appreciate just how different script writing is from writing a novel until I tried my hand at it. Lines simply play differently on the screen than they do on the page, which is why we don't have as many Mm. long-to-screen lines as we would have hoped. Uh, You have to be surgically precise in picking which scenes to develop and then find ways to make them emotionally powerful and compelling through visuals rather than words. Perhaps the greatest challenge was figuring out how to express Percy Jackson's voice. The novels are told in the first person, with Percy always at your side as the snarky, irreverent narrator. In a television show, you can use a voiceover narrator, but it has to be done sparingly and carefully. You can't rely on that technique to tell the entire story. So how did we express Percy's personality in different ways? It took many tries and lots of experimenting, but finally we were able to work out the pilot script that the studio and the network loved. I wanna know what those processes were. Yeah. A lot of we talked a lot of what we talked about was like 4 4 breaks, like that kind of thing, or having a bit more voiceover, or having just in general, Percy being way more snarky on screen. Yeah. And so like for them to have whittled that down to what they had on there, I wanna know what Disney said no to. Yeah. Because yeah, I would have liked for Rick to fight for that a bit more. <laughs> The snark. We just needed that. <laughs> He's not called the sassy for no reason. <laughs> I mean, we did get a lot of sass and personality in the interviews that follow. Exact- well, exactly. These three kids understand these characters so much, and it comes across more in the interviews than it does in the show. Okay, You're right. like, if anything, we you should just not let them run completely free, but loosen the reins, guys. <laughs> Season two is where they're going to shine. Grover is just going to be out here tripping over his fail, you know, and it's just going to be, and he's trained, oh, but he's going to be doing it with absolute Grover style, and I cannot wait. Okay, so then he said, still, our work had only just begun. We needed four scripts covering half the season before the studio would give us a green light, meaning the series was officially cleared to begin to begin production. It is nerve-wracking to work on a project for two years and produce multiple scripts without being sure the project will ever come to fruition. Many projects implode during the development process, and none of us wanted that to happen to Percy. No. By January 2022, we got the work. Our scripts were approved. We had our green light. We started casting, which was a massive project in itself. The most important order of business was finding our heroic trio, Percy, Adabeth, and Grover. We saw thousands of submissions and watched endless audition takes. My main concern was finding the actors who channeled our characters' personalities and voices. I did not care so much about eye colour, hair colour, skin colour, or anything like that. Conscientious king. Where I'm out to. <laughs> the whole point of Percy Jackson has always been that anyone can be a demigod. Percy would look like any of us. The heroic Slightly. qualities of what's inside and what we choose to do with our power. Slightly. In Walker Scobell, Leah Jeffries, and Aryan Samhadri, we found our heroic trio. Big Hearts. Oh, Filming began on June 1st, 2022, and here I am eight months later, nearing the end of our epic quest of principal photography through many months of post-production work still remain, though many months sorry. What have I learned from this process? To succeed in the film industry, you have to have incredible dedication and passion. These people, all of them, have worked harder than you can imagine. Not just our actors, though they are true pros and put in long hours, But hundreds of individuals you will never see on the screen. Stunt coordinators, prop makers, lighting crews, set designers, costumers, hair and makeup experts, transportation workers, caterers, producers, directors, visual visual effects, supervisors, and musicians. All of them are critical. For every minute of footage you see in a television program, a small army had to work several days at least to make it happen. Our team has been amazing, and they love Percy Jackson. Every person has felt a sense of delight and accomplishment and was excited to come to work every day. That has made Percy Jackson TV a happy place to be, and I feel honored and grateful that I, get, that I got to see so many professionals in action and spend so much time watching the show come together. I will never take my favorite series for granted again. Now that I understand how many things have to go right, I consider it a miracle that any show ever gets made. <laughs> Publishing is a team sport in some ways, sure. I couldn't do it without a talented editor, copy editor, art director, publicist, and all the other folks who make books happen. But film, film requires so many more people across a broad, such a broad spectrum of specialities. And of course, it also requires a lot more time and money. We couldn't have gotten the Percy Jackson series off the ground without the support and faith of the executives at Disney who believed in what we were trying to do and understood how many fans were out there clamouring to see a new adaptation. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> this man is so full of dicks. <laughs> He's like, and also one more time, fuck the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but the movies are fantastic. <laughs> Let's never forget. Oh, the comedy in them is just, it's just so good. good. So Stanley good. Tucci also. Oh, know. Stanley t- and Logan Lemon, but Stanley Tucci yeah. I've also yeah, learned to collaborate much. better and to come to this process with humility I hope <laughs> I am reasonably competent in my own writing skills as a novelist I have an established career in publishing but that doesn't mean I knew bogus about writing for television when I started this journey I had to learn film the way I learned Italian or Gaelic I think that's how you say that uh, by immersion listening trial and error and lots of time and practice This is still a work in progress for me, but I feel very fortunate to have the opportunity to learn a whole new language at this point in my life. There's an old proverb I love, when you gain a new language, you gain a new soul. I'm starting to understand film from the inside and I am grateful for the many mentors who have helped me along the way. I think it has made me a stronger storyteller overall. Daughter of the Deep, for instance, was written while I was in the process of developing Percy Jackson for Television and Anna Dakar's story was the first novel I've ever written with a three-act script structure in mind so that it could be more easily adapted for film. Now when I write a scene uh, of any kind, part of me is thinking, how would this be produced if it were a film? This has given me an awareness of scope, setting, character, and action I simply didn't have before. This is what I said to you the other week. Yeah, reading your yeah, book. But yeah, but I was like, oh... That is why Chalice of the Gods felt so different. I haven't read Lord of the Deep yet, but that's why Chalice felt so different to the other books for me. Mm. Because I was like, it actually, like, thematically is written different. And, like, scene-wise is written different and arc-wise is written differently compared to his 27 other books that he has, or however many there are. There's a million of them. We've read every one. So he's learnt some new skills. (laughs) He has But I was also, like, confused because that three-act structure or that basic three-act structure is what anyone who's ever studied creative writing yeah, or long-form writing, that is the first thing they teach you. Even in school, like, yeah, here, that's what they teach I you. I was gonna say, grade eight, that's what we learned. And so I was like, for someone who has this many books, he's never done it that way. And I, yeah, I'm a little confused because I, I think that that him deviating from that is one of the reasons that his books are so successful they still follow a certain structure which Mm. is the hero's journey structure first and then the second is like the side quest side quest side quest side quest side quest main quest yeah like an avengers movie (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Or an Avengers franchise, you (laughs) know. Because, to be fair, all of those other movies are little side quests. Yeah. It's like, like, if it wasn't an Avengers movie, it was a side quest movie. Yeah. And so, like, it just, him, like, putting that on the page, I was like, oh, it never hit me until right now that that's what you're doing. Because, like, his obviously are prophecy first, Mini side quests that fulfill the prophecy, main side main main quest that fulfills the last two lines, which were the most important <laughs> like that's and so it's, it works that way because it works backwards but chronologically at the same time. <clears throat> you know yeah and so I'd never really thought about it until then. because then yeah, it does make sense because when you think about it and the books, everybody was like, make it a tv show make it a tv show is the only way for you to hit all of these marks and in my head it was like yeah because there's so much that you have to cover whereas then when you think about the movie of course they had to change it because there's no way to fit all of these things there isn't a three-act structure that fits with how a movie would look yeah which is why they had to change it which is why rick didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's just and like doing it for a tv series is even more different because each episode has to have a three-act structure and the entire show has to have a three-act structure on top of that. So it's like mini three acts inside a big three act, which fit for him because he's like, every episode's a side quest. Yeah. You know? It, yeah, it makes more sense for him. Anyways. Uh, yeah. My favourite part of the process, watching our young cast work as a team and hone their skills. They've come so far, worked so hard, and their effort has paid off. The teacher part of me, which is really the core of who I am, is so happy and proud about how far our actors have come. They've gotten to learn from some amazing guest star adults as well. I've loved seeing our entire production family come together to nurture and support our young stars. It takes a village, as the saying goes, and we have a pretty awesome village. My hope for this series? Easy. I want all the book fans who have waited so long to feel like they finally got the adaptation they deserve. They will see the scenes from the Lightning Thief television series that they never got in the movie, They'll feel like they are living inside their favourite book. And if we're fortunate enough to get five seasons covering all five of Percy Jackson, all five original Percy Jackson books, we have so much more to look forward to. Finally, my time developing the Percy Jackson show has made me appreciate the power of Percy's story and understand how many lives it has touched. The first Percy fans are now adults. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. And some of those, some of them are working on the show. Um, Let it be me. Let it be me, Rick. This is my audition tape. <laughs> Younger fans let me know every day how excited they are about this series and how much it will mean to them. Generations of demigods all over the world have mobilized for this adaptation, and their enthusiasm has been a huge factor in why it got made. Thank God! Yeah. Percy's journey is now 20 years old, but in many ways it's only beginning. I love knowing that kids are still picking up the lightning Thief for the first time and hopefully falling in love with reading. That story that I told my son all those years ago... Stop mentioning your son, you're going to make me cry. ...to speak to young people and not-so-young people with the core message that difference is a strength and anyone can be a hero. As you read this deluxe edition, which is the one that this letter is in, I hope you'll keep that message in mind. Share the story with someone you love, someone who needs to hear that they have the makings of a hero, someone who needs to know that the world can be beautiful as well as scary. Demigods are everywhere. Here's to the future generations of readers and heroes. From Robert Riordan. Fuck off, Robert Riordan! <laughs> <laughs> Made me cry twice! Stop that! God, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Oh, and damn I, it. it. I love it because I'm like, it holds up. Like, you pick up The Lightning Thief now, the book, and it's you're still like, it's fantastic. Hillary oh. Duff could be swapped out for a fucking. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo and it would still make sense. Yeah. Know? Oh, that's actually a great one. Still makes sense. Oh, How good. It's so I, cute. I Olivia Rodrigo gives me Percy Jackson fan vibes, you know? Yeah. She does. But just differences of strength and anyone could be a hero. Fuck off with that shit, making me cry. She was like anytime you mention your fun. <laughs> well, it's cute. It is cute, yeah. Tell it me I totally have parental cute. issues. What? <laughs> no. Um, yeah loved it and then watching the whole like rest of this documentary and like seeing how much they take care of the kids whether it's like I mean like we know that kids on any show set or movie set have a school there yeah the way that they're calling so much attention to it and the fact that in the documentary they're like we understand that they don't want to be in school right now and they just want to be doing the thing that they love and the thing that's fun so we try to incorporate that and I'm like yes let them be kids let them super soak Walker's hot dad. Let oh, Walker's them, fucking hot let dad. Let them learn the cameras. Ugh. Let them, like, have fun with the producers and have that relationship with them. Mm. Like, it, it's literally a family and I want to be a part of it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so jealous. Um, yeah, but I literally, I love it so Yeah. Much. No, just the fact that Hallie grew up with a higher education degree and is now a teacher. Literally, that's the... I can't even. I'm gonna cry again because that's just the cutest thing. I'm so so so. God. What was that? I don't know. I, can't oh, I was like, Meep. yeah, it's no. so sweet. It's so good. Man, God, his life is like a book. <laughs> but just like, I loved the the behind the scenes. <laughs> but when he what said, was "I wasn't sure it? what I wanted to do with my future," so I just go on a holiday and do nothing. <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, lol. I just like so many of like the behind the scenes that you see now are like this is um you know how we shot this and this is what how we did this line and this is what we did this the behind the scenes for this wasn't that it wasn't this is how we made the show no it was this is the community that we have and i was like oh my god the cutest thing i love it so much it's a great way to do it because like every movie that comes out on disney these days comes with a doco and which is great I like, yeah I don't know when you're like I need more information please they're like well here's a documentary <laughs> and you guys? Oh, thank you I'm finally learning from all of the you know guerrilla uploaders on YouTube who are like here's the behind the scenes from the DVD that you didn't get to see oh my god and those yeah. things have millions and millions of views because all of us nerds are like yes give me the process Hey, want more yeah <laughs> I just can't watch all of the interviews over and over and over again I know them word for word give me <laughs> something new <laughs> it's so good it's so good yeah. Yeah. And I loved that they bookended the documentary with shots of all of the fans at Comic Con. I loved that. Yeah. Because I was like, it's for them. It's from them. I was it gonna it say is, you know not to sound too obnoxious, but we made it happen. It's because of them, it's because of us, right? We did it. We as a community, as a group, as a people. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's like Percy's had such an interesting like journey too because obviously there are the movies that Rick refuses to acknowledge unless he's making fun of them which <laughs> is its own vibe in its own self but the fact that Rick didn't want anything to do with those movies and then by extension a lot of the fans didn't want anything to do with the movies there are the other ones of us fans who are like we can separate them from the books and still enjoy both guys like, yeah they're still be like, good <laughs> This can Logan cameo. <laughs> he was the right person at the wrong time. Just the okay. fact that he was still has a chance to appear just the, the show. fact that Logan was like nobody reached out to me. He was like if somebody reached out, I would have said yes. And I was Ooh. like Logan, I'm so sorry. Think how hot he is. Put him into the show. Apparently, like Christopher Columbus failed. Logan is what happened. Yeah, it is what happened. Oh, big God. sad, big sad. Um, yeah, no, so, like, the fandom of Percy Jackson has such an interesting, like, history because of that relationship with the movies. And so, because of that, I think more than any other fandom I've ever been a part of, there is more fan art, there are more podcasts, there are more, like, video makers of all the lore on YouTube. There's more fan fiction than I've ever seen, except for maybe Supernatural. But, there's more fan fiction than I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, like, the Percy Jackson fan fiction I've seen is comparable to the Harry Potter fan fiction, and Harry Potter has a way bigger fan base, in mm. my opinion. And I'm just... And I mean, it shouldn't, because it's a terrible book. But also, it's a more established fandom, because it's been around longer and all of that. Like, yeah. But, you know, like, well, the fandom for Percy then, Jackson, well, well, and then keeping that going, even when there's nothing new, and, there—and you know... And I think because the story holds up, and it does, it is timeless in a way that other fandoms and other series are not, mm, like... Twilight. Excuse me. <laughs> <you. Excuse laughs> if they made a remake of Twilight, I would be front row. They <laughs> are remaking. Be, oh, you were joking. I don't, I'm not sure. I just want your reaction. <laughs> I'll be front row. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, my <why> not? No. <laughs> no. No. But yeah, I just, and especially like when COVID happened and when lockdown happened, there was this massive, massive resurgence, resurgence, I should say, of the Percy Jackson fandom before the show was even announced during COVID like yeah before any of that but that's Rich. when we started our podcast but we had planned it for like two years that's what I mean that. though I was waiting for you to not be a child yeah you took your fucking time well sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of how growing. I fully was. was I fully was like when you were 18 yes but not before that because that's inappropriate <laughs> for me why? because of my Salty language. Oh my goodness. on the interwebs. Which I thought was so funny was that my language was saltier than yours. Yeah. Silly. It was more like I couldn't justify an explicit rating if you underage Oh, true. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yes, so it was a week after I turned 18. <laughs> explicit! <laughs> Actually, it might have even been while you were still 17. It might have been, like, the couple of months before you turned... I don't remember. ...18. Oh, I think it was. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Guys, I'm underage at the beginning of this <laughs> podcast. That's why season one's shit. Don't listen to it. And I'm now well and truly over it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, You've there was just doing such a big years. influx of fans, Lord. especially around the time of COVID, and then the show announcement just seemed to hit at the exact perfect time, and it was just, like, lightning in a bottle love yeah. it i love it so much so good. i love it so much and i can't wait for season two. Oh my god i just realized how long we're going to be doing this podcast for yeah that's amazing i love that yeah it's going to be like hey so i know we haven't we released joked. an episode since season four of the show came out but now it's season five guys this is the last thing we'll be airing on this podcast because <laughs> we've there are no more books <laughs> that's so true that yeah here's the blip. <laughs> new cast <laughs> that's true we only we just moonlight back on this podcast when the show comes (laughs) out (laughs) hello guys (laughs) because it's like weird to think that there is a point where there's no books left yeah we only have one more well currently only one more series after heroes of Olympus which is Charles of chloe, and then there are all of those standalone books and there will be more standalones by the time we're done with trials sure but, but eventually Rick's gonna have to retire Percy for a little bit <laughs> I'm not ready no hopefully he doesn't have to retire Percy until the show's done yeah mm-hmm. I know oh my god I'm already predicting end of era vibes I'm going to be the same as when How Tree Dragon ended I'm just going to be sob crying everywhere I go <laughs> like Two hours at the dining table It's going to be amazing for me I didn't know what to do with those emotions They were just in me and I knew they out <laughs> Well because if we think about this realistically that we have like maybe another 12 months with all of the rest of Trials mm-hmm. I mean, we Trials? Trials of Apollo We're going to get through them all in 12 months? yeah that's not true yeah like, 18 months because <laughs> we still have to finish Here's a yeah. So here's a well, Okay, do you, you remember trials, when we signed up for this months. we literally like we're going to be doing this for like 6 years yeah and we're um, only halfway through <laughs> yeah I know but
1: still so and then after the trials
0: then we've got Sun and Star we've got um Chalice of the Gods and by that point the next one of those will be out next as well next two of those will be out yes maybe yeah, probably only one <laughs> um and then yeah we will have to wait for the third one yeah It's, well, I feel like it is gonna be. I'm manifesting a hunter's book. You know, that's what I want to happen. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't even care. If we do have to come back seasonally when (laughs) seasons come (laughs) out, whatever, our fans will appreciate (laughs) it. Be like, guys, we're around when the show's on, but if not, re listen to the old episodes. (laughs) If not, I have a live, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, re listen to the old episodes because there's a lot of things in there. That's a lot of doomsday prepping. For right now, though, I've got three I'm more years not to ready go. for that. I'm too yeah. scared. We're only halfway. I don't think that we are, anyways. Okay, well, come back next week because we are finally getting back to Heroes of Olympus. Woo! Um, yeah, we'll be reading emails next week, we'll be doing book club. Yeah, we haven't done for like three months. We're reading emails. So, <laughs> how many just, emails do we have? I don't know. I haven't checked. Oh, I'm such a narcissist. Give me <laughs> them all. Guys, <laughs> send, send her her an email. She's begging for it, apparently. Um, yeah, so speaking of the show, if you Want to join us? We have stuff in our Google form down in the description. Go and fill it out. Tell us what part of the show that you want to be on, what part what episode of the book, or even Blood of Olympus, that one too. Um, and yeah, so if you guys want to send us an email, then we are damnstackbarpod at If you want to find us on the Instagrams or the tweeters, then we are at If you want to find us on the TikTok, then we are Katie.damstackBap and Joe where's the rest of our stuff. Oh my god, it's linked below! <laughs> See you next week, we're drumming to Tautarus. Okay, bye! Bye! bye. <laughs>